0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So yesterday, I had uh, the the privilege of uh, speaking with Teague Olson. How do you know Teague? I'm 41 years old, I can say this. Teague is this big, handsome, blonde-headed kid, and he and his wife, Gail, had a baby uh, this week. And uh, there's, uh, there's a special thing talking with uh, a guy who's just had his first child. Because they're kind of in that deer in the headlights moment, you know? They're like, uh, I don't know what's going on, but it's cool. But, but I don't know what I'm doing, right? You know? So he's talking about this. And it's he, like, he, he said, it was, just, it, was incredible. it was just incredible. It was just incredible. It was just awesome. It was just awesome. I, I love her. I love her. And he was saying it as almost he was like surprised that he could love this baby so fast, so fast. Go, I, I love this, this little girl, and, and she's mine. And, uh, and he's talking about her, and he's like, oh, she's beautiful, and she's cute, and she hardly ever cries, and she sleeps, and, and I, I like changing her diaper. And I'm just nodding my head going, yeah, that's all i going to change, man. All good changes. I'm not going to tell you now, but yeah, yeah, you are in for it, buddy. But I'm not saying nothing, you know, and he just smiling, and it was very, very sweet. And so I asked the question, well, how's Gail doing? How was her, her labor? And, and you know the answer. Oh, 30 hours of labor. And do, how do you induce that first baby? Oh, my goodness, so hard. And he said, he goes, the worst part was when she was in pain. And there was, there was nothing I could do. And I really felt bad. And I think watching his Gail just struggle. Struggle to, to deliver this baby and to, to, to give this gift to their family. I could tell it really impacted Teak. Moms are incredible. Moms are incredible. I mean, they, they give this gift that, that no one else can give. They give this gift of, of life. And biologically, I understand it, but it's amazing. It's miraculous. I, I don't get it. I remember when our firstborn was born, and I remember holding her in my arms thinking, how did this happen? I saw the whole thing, but I, I, don't, I don't get it. This is incredible. And it's a sacrificial gift, too. Isn't it great when people congratulate the dad? Good job, dad. Congratulations, you know? Didn't do a whole lot of hard work there. Not an easy, not 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 hard being dad. Pretty easy to do. Mom, though, mom's got to suffer. When we were doing uh, childbirth classes, those are great. <laughs> They're so worthless. But anyway, yeah. so they had this thing called the sympathy belt, right? So they had all the dads put on the sympathy belt. What the sympathy belt was, it was an apron with a, a strap around it you would... Velcro around your back and they put a 40 pound bowling ball inside the apron and you would put that on and go, oh, oh, take it off, take it off, right? There's the sympathy belt. That's insane. I remember when Heather was pregnant with our firstborn and we lived in Denver and she was hot, so she'd have all the windows, the apartment open we'd wake up in the morning I could see my breath while lying in bed and she's like it comfortable. It feels so nice, you know? It's hard. And then 30 hours of labor and, and pushing and, and uh, it's just, it's the very definition of sacrifice. It just is. And some of you here have had the incredible honor of being given a gift of life. Someone handed you a baby and said, here you go. I gave this to you. This is your child now. And all of you have had the incredible gift of being, of being born. But your mom, your mom made a sacrifice. Your mom suffered for you. So you could have life. What an incredible gift. What an incredible sacrifice. Now, here's the most important piece of information. That's only your birth, the gift of life that you have, is only the second biggest gift you've ever been given. See, the first biggest gift Isaiah prophesies about in Isaiah 53, our text for today. It's the most incredible and sacrificial gift you've ever been given. Because Jesus' death on the cross for you was sacrificial. The suffering that Isaiah describes in Isaiah 53 is so extreme, it's so heart-rendering, that many Jews in Jesus' day thought, you know what, this couldn't possibly be, there couldn't possibly be one Messiah. There must be two Messiahs. Because there are a lot of Old Testament scripture passages that talk about the Messiah. And most of them talk about the Messiah as an all-powerful, almighty, coming king, the king who will reign over the people of Israel and all people everywhere. And then they have a few passages that describe the Messiah as someone who suffers, with Isaiah 53 being the, the most important of those suffering, serving, messianic passages. And there are many Jews in Jesus' day who read that and went, you know what? This can't be one person. How could one person possibly fulfill both sets of prophecies. Perhaps there will be two messiahs. One group of people that proposed this was called the people of Qumran. You might have heard of them before because they wrote these scrolls called Dead Sea Scrolls. (laughs) And one of those scrolls was the scroll of Isaiah, which is on display in Jerusalem today. It looks like that. It was one of the most intact (laughs) scrolls uh, that were kept by this community. <laughs> and that was written, uh, copied, 100 years before the birth of Jesus. And Isaiah prophesies a Jesus who will suffer. It's sacrificial suffering because Jesus did not have to suffer, he did not have to go to the cross, he had a choice. Jesus was and is God in the flesh and, and no one makes Jesus do anything. He did it because he wanted to. See, moms today they can avoid some of the suffering. They can, they can they can they can try not they can try to take the pain meds, you know? Some moms take the pain meds, and when we were in there for, for Emma's birth, and, and the doctor walks in and, and the doctor says, You want some pain meds? And I said yes. I would love some. I've been standing here for eight hours. My back is killing me. And my mother-in-law was in the room at the time. She did not think that was funny at all. And some—it's mo- <laughs> <a> true story. <laughs> some moms try to avoid taking the pain meds, and I've never understood this. I've always thought, if you got it, take it. I mean. The- Sometimes it's like they think there's judges in the room scoring the birth. You know, oh, refuse pain meds at the third hour of labor. 9.8, there we go. And I never got it because if it's there, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. But some does go without. With or without, it's just sacrificial. Jesus' death on the cross was sacrificial. Because he didn't get pain meds. Isaiah prophesies 700 years before the birth of Jesus. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Punishment that brought us peace was upon his shoulders. And by his wounds we are healed. What a gift. Jesus was pierced we often say that he was pierced through his hands and and feet. It's not quite correct. Uh, Jesus was actually pierced through his wrist. If you were to drive a nail through a hand and and hang someone by it, it would rip through the skin of the hand. And so the Romans would would actually drive the spike through the wrist and it would be held in place by your two bones right there. Dr. Uh, it would hit what's, what's called the, uh, the ulna nerve, which is the largest nerve going to your hand. If you ever hit your funny bone before, you, you know, if that's, your, if that's your media, median nerve. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. This is the median nerve going to your hand. Sorry, Dr. Bill. <coughs> the median nerve going to your hand, and the ulna nerve is what you hit when you hit your funny bone. You ever hit your funny bone? It hurts, right? Driving a, a nail, Through the median nerve, Uh, Dr. Metherill describes it as taking a pair of pliers and crushing that nerve. Uh, The pain was so bad that they literally invented a word for it. It's called excruciating. It's a Latin word, and it means from or out of the cross. Excruciating. (laughs) Dr. Metherill describes crucifixion this way. He says, crucifixion is essentially an agonizing slow death by asphyxiation. The reason is that the stresses on the muscles and diaphragm put the chest into the (laughs) inhaled position. Basically, in order to exhale, the individual must push up on his feet so the tension on the muscles would be eased for a moment. In doing so, the nail would tear through the foot, eventually locking up against the tarsal bones. After managing to exhale, the person would then be able to relax down and take another breath in. Again, he'd have to push himself up to exhale, scraping his bloody back against the coarse wood of the cross. This would go on and on until a complete exhaustion would take over, and the person wouldn't be able to push up and breathe anymore. As a person slows down his breathing, he goes into what is called respiratory acidosis. The carbon dioxide in the blood is dissolved as carbonic acid, causing the acidity of the blood to increase. This eventually leads to an irregular heartbeat. In fact, with his heart beating erratically, Jesus would have known he was at the moment of death, which is when he is able to say, Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then he died of cardiac arrest. I don't tell you this to make you feel bad. any mother about childbirth. And you will hear stories of 30 hours of labor and 10 hours of pushing and nights of not being able to sleep and, and nausea and, and stretch marks and, and all these other things. You'll hear all these horrible stories. And they will all finish with a mom looking at her child with incredible love. No one ever asks a mom. So... Was it worth it? Are you sure? Because nearly every mom in the world answers the same way. Of course it was worth it. Look at this incredible gift. I believe. I believe that when we see Jesus face to face and we ask him about the cross... He won't tell us the story because we already know. But I believe he will show us the scars, in his hands, and his feet, and his side. And then he will look upon you with love and compassion and joy. And you will know for Jesus, it was worth it. It was worth it because he saved you. Hebrews 12 put it this way. It says this. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's incredible. And with Jesus' sacrificial gift, he gives you an incredible gift, which is life. It's not just the life you have now which your mom made possible, but it's a life that you have now and always, because Jesus made that possible. I've been at a lot of funerals. Some I've had the honor to officiate at, and some I' just attended to be with the family. And at every funeral, there's, there's grieving and then there's sadness. But at some funerals, there's grieving without any hope whatsoever. At other funerals, there's grieving, there's sadness, and there's lots of tears. But it's grieving with, with hope. It's grieving, if I can even say this, with joy. Because those people know the end of the story doesn't end that day. That just continues. I want to ask you, um, no, I'm sorry. i got back up here. Because of Jesus' incredible gift, you never have to say goodbye. You don't. Because of Jesus' incredible gift for you, we only say, see you later. And that's what the resurrection and the empty tomb are all about. It's the power of God that we live in, that we dance in, that we rejoice in because Jesus lives and one day we will too it's the most awesome gift you've ever been given so I want to ask you a question what's the best gift you've ever given someone else best gift some of you here are moms are like I know the answer now thank you very much Others, you're to think of something that you're like, okay, something I spent, cost a lot of money, or cost a lot of time, or both. But what's the best gift you've ever given someone? Can you picture it? Okay, you're all wrong. Hmm. The best gift you can ever give someone is a gift that lasts. See, the best gift you've ever given someone didn't involve your sacrifice, but Jesus' sacrifice. Jesus is a forever gift. And when you share that gift with someone, when you share Jesus with someone, you are giving a gift that will never break or fade or become obsolete. You are giving the gift that truly has the only unlimited warranty in the whole world. Have you seen those warranties? You know, it's an unlimited warranty. I have an unlimited warranty in my brakes. They went out six months later. I went back to the shop. They're like, oh yeah, you break too hard on the pass. I'm like, warranty, unlimited warranty. They're like, no, I'm sorry, too bad. Jesus is unlimited warranty. And when you share Jesus with those around you, with your family, with friends, with people in Cuba... You're giving a gift that will never perish, spoil, or fade. Kept in heaven for you. And you might feel awkward about sharing Jesus. You might feel a little out of place. But if you love someone, you want to give them a great gift. And if you love someone, you want to give them the best gift. It's not about trying to argue with someone into any position or belief. You don't want to go there. All you want to say is, I have an incredible gift. It's the most incredible and sacrificial thing anyone has ever done for me. And Jesus did it for me. Jesus did it for you. I just wanted to share this gift with you. If you take it and open it up and enjoy Jesus, fantastic. And if you don't, at least I've told you. At least I've told you. If you love the people around you, your family, your friends, well, tell them about Jesus. Because this is the cool part. As much as you love your family and friends, Jesus loves them more than you do. He loves them more than you do. Because Jesus gave them an incredible and sacrificial gift. Amen. 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 May the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus for life everlasting.